Hi guys, welcome to Glitching the Code. I'm back here with my good friend Charlie Robinson. Um, we want to talk about today of all the madness that's been happening in 2020. What a fucking ridiculous year, quite frankly. Has a lot of this, not to say that none of it's been true or real or, or authentic, but has a lot of this been designed to distract us from something far, far more, far more darker, far more effluent in the background going on that could have something to do with the way we see reality, transhumanism. To me, there's something much darker going on. And I really wanted to pick Charlie's brains on, on this subject because we all get stuck in the moment of talking about these things. I'm going to list off in a second, but it feels to me like, hang on a minute, when you take a breath, there's a lot of this distraction and this really hit me recently in the last couple of days with the Ghislaine Maxwell thing. So Charlie, welcome to the show. Um, Thank you for having me back. I uh, always enjoy our times uh, trying to solve the world's problems. I mean, and boy, do we have a ton of them to, <laughs> to, get, to get to work on these days. Or at least, you know, I mean, just talk them out. Get us to start thinking about things in, a, in, a, in maybe a different way. We, we get, uh, you know, as, as we all know, we get sort of influenced by the media. We try not to. We know they're evil. But, but still, we hear their narratives and we go down these paths and trying to disprove them. And I, and I'm in agreement with you about this being a, you know, th this is the set, it could be the setup for a much, a much darker agenda that's happening, or, you know, it could just be the distraction whenever, whenever they march out these characters, like you mentioned, just Lane Maxwell, you know, you see her come out onto the scene and I just think of it like, like a play, you know, like they've, you know, her time is out. Okay, ready, cue, yep, you're on. Then she walks out on the stage and it's all about her. And then I'm just wondering what the director has up their sleeve. Like what's the set? It's got to be the setup for something else, right? So so it's an interesting time. Absolutely. And we still and have uh, half a year left. <laughs> well, this is what I'm saying. We're only six months in. I'm six months into the weirdest year in my lifetime and I'm 14 next I year. Do. Um, so let's have a look at some of these. So we start off the year with... Um, with the assassination of a politician in in Iran, an Iranian politician, I believe um, that was huge. Nearly tipped us into World War Three three days into the year. Then we had COVID nineteen. We had the Great Reset they were talking about, um, which is the plan that, that um, Prince Charles has got his muddy fingers in. We had murder hornets at one point, which was fun. That didn't quite take off, but that was one that popped up and made me giggle. We obviously had the worldwide lockdown on Imperial College's um, say so and on their models. Um, they're also connected to NASA and also connected to um, getting data from Saturn, which is something we could bring up later as well. Oh, wow. um, I found that connection recently and that, that raised some eyebrows with me. Um, Chaz, Chop, wonderful as that was, that little bit of street mm. theatre. Now that's been defunct and pulled apart. Um, defund the New York police. We had um, track and trace technology, um, grass on your neighbours, monuments being pulled down, Black Lives Matter, ID 2020, medical martial law. Um, and then we've had Bill Gates have, has also got a patent on the cryptocurrency cryptocurrency body activity data. So basically, you'll be a rat on a wheel providing data, providing your bio biometrics data to keep the currency going. And whatever you put in, you'll get a bit of out. I mean, we there are just a few. I mean, that's six months. Australian bushfires. We forgot about them. Yeah. Um, I mean, these are madness. This is madness. Mm. And to me, this mm. feels like what you go through. Um, and I've been in, in a, a relationship with a, with a borderline, someone borderline personality disorder. It feels like you're being ambushed and abused. But the real prob feeling that there's something else in the background here, that we're not being, we're not being allowed to take a breath to see. Yeah. It's almost like they're, they're messing around in a, they're knocking on the front door, so you go in front of the door and there's still all the cutlery out the kitchen. That's, to mm -hmm. me, around the back door. There's something else happening. I just wanted to get your thoughts on what this might be because I've got my own theories, but I don't think it's just one thing. I just wonder what you think it might be. What, what's playing yeah. out here? Because there's too much, as you say. There's too many characters, one in, one out. Don't wear a mask, do wear a mask. It's distraction. 
constant. What's your take on, on yeah. this? Well, for some, as someone that lived in Las Vegas for 10 years and I got to see all of the, you know, David Copperfield, all the magicians are there, you know, have their residency programs there. And one of the things you learn and you don't have to live in Las Vegas to know this is that um, when you're watching a magician doing something with his right hand where the focus is for the audience, um, it, it's a good time to start wondering what is going on with his left hand. And what we're seeing in this current environment is a lot of look at the hand. And when someone is asking you to do that, be that the media or the government or, or your friends and family and every, and all the focus is on one thing that to me, this has just come from trial and error and, and watching these things over the years. That's when I want to take a couple steps back and I start looking over my shoulder. Okay, what's going on behind the scenes? Because it seems like when they've got all of your attention focused on one thing, it's a pretty good opportunity to be doing something else. Now, it might not be that there's, you know, they've got some nefarious plan coming your you know, they're about to unleash on you. It might just be that they want you distracted while they loot the place. Like they loot your government or your, you know, uh, we got to worry about Corona, but don't worry. Don't look over here as the Federal Reserve hands out trillions of dollars and these bankers and large corporations um, recapitalize themselves so that they have the ability to then pick up all the small and medium sized businesses six months from now. So so we have to be, be cautious of of what's going on. Obviously, the, the mainstream corporate media is the enemy of the people. I think we know that. And so whenever they're trying to direct your attention towards something, they are co-conspirators in all of these sorts of events. But they're, you know, they're also, um, you know, if you keep your eye on them um, and what they're saying, you, you have a good barometer for where the, you know, what the agenda is, because they are matched up with the people above them that are telling them this is the plan for 2020. It's going to be keep everybody distracted, disoriented, you know, uh, in their homes as much as possible, get feed them constant sources of, of conflicting information. You've got Fauci early on coming out saying that, um, you know, don't wear the mask, don't wear the mask because, uh, they're not all that effective anyway. Plus we need them for the, you know, the, the people in the hospitals and you go, uh, okay, I can maybe get on board with that. But then later it's like, oh my God, you have to wear your mask. If you don't wear your mask, you're not going to be letting you like, but, but wait, like, Two months ago, you said like, no, 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 you have to wear the mask. And you're like, yeah, but you said the exact opposite thing a couple months ago, you know, and then CNN comes out and they said hydrochloroquine, you know, is dangerous. You know, it'll kill you. And then people are drinking fish tank cleaner and they're dying from it. And the president is telling you this. Oh, and we know about the president. He's an unhinged maniac and he's talking about this. So you can't do it. And you go, oh, OK, OK, OK. And then. What did they drop out uh, four or five days ago? Hmm. An article talking about how hydrochloroquine works and everything. And you're like, okay, well, hang on a second. You just spent the last four months telling everybody that they are absolutely crazy conspiracy theorists if they even think about trying that. Now you're contradicting. So what is it? Is this accidental? Are they really this bad? I mean, we know they're, they're pretty bad. You know, the corporate media is pretty bad at doing their job. But is this – is it accidental though? Or, or, or is this part of some larger agenda of keeping everybody destabilized where you just don't know what to think? And if you go and look at the handbook, the CIA psychological operation handbook, one of the bullet points in there that they talk about is keep everybody disoriented with conflicting information. It's one of the, the, the important tools that they use to make sure you've got a population that just eventually throws their hands up and goes, I don't know what to do. Tell me what to do. Um, and that's kind of where we are here in the United States. Now, we're the United States is just filled with contradictions. We like to think that we're the land of the free and the home of the brave, but we're really not. We're not free at all. And frankly, we're not very brave either when it comes to this stuff, because if we were the the people themselves would all rise up and say, this is bullshit. We're not taking this anymore. We've got governors telling us wear your masks or we're not going to allow you into restaurants. And then the very same governor gets busted in another state walking around no mask or, you know, I mean, so so we're finding these conflicts of interest. And if we really were uh, land of the free home of the brave, we would throw these maniacs out of office. We would rise up and say, we're not listening to anything you say from here on out. You can't tell us anything. 
but we, we don't do that. We fight each other in the grocery stores. We yell at each other online, tell each other to wear a mask, don't kill grandma, parrot all these really simple um, slogans that they put. Black lives matter, you know, you know, wear the mask, say, you know, save a life, flatten the curve, all this bullshit Orwellian doublespeak nonsense that we're, we're, we're all just rallying around that. Meanwhile, nobody's really paying attention to what's actually happening or what we should really be focusing on, which is there's a coordinated effort to lie to us about something. And I'm like you, if they're lying to us about this, if we're all, you know, if we're all focused on coronavirus and we're all focused on lockdowns and, and all this stuff, um, and it's not to say that these aren't important issues, mm. but when we're all focused on that and they seem to have an endless supply of boogeymen ready to come, you know, murder hornets, you know, race riots, you name it, second wave, all this stuff. There's always a new thing coming. And now we're starting to hear um, uh, swine flu uh, out of out of China. Ooh, there's a new version of swine flu. Well, of course there is. Of course <laughs> there is. Um, why wouldn't there be a new version of swine flu right on schedule? So, you know, we know that they don't, you know, th that these things don't happen organically, that these things are planned out years in advance. They sit around, I mean, it, I know it sounds conspiratorial, but they really do sit around in some groups talking about where they want to take uh, humanity over the next couple of years. Just look at Bilderberg. I mean, people speculated that that was fake, but but it's a real thing. They, You know, the, the world's rich and powerful do get together uh, to plot out where they want to take humanity. And part of, you know, 2020 has been scripted out well in advance. And how do you know that? Well, you know that when you hear somebody like Fauci in 2017 saying, you know, I think this president is going to have an unexpected pandemic sometime during his first term. Holy shit. What a fucking prediction. You know, that's amazing. How did you know that? How did that come true? Unless you maybe were in on something and maybe you knew something that we, the rest of us didn't know. Maybe your work with Bill Gates put you in a situation where you knew this was coming. When you see Event 201 pre-predicting something like this and then you see Bill Gates say, well, you know, I've already invested $100 million in the contract tracing apps and all this stuff. All of these things aren't as organic and free-flowing as, as maybe the, the – population is led to believe. I think a lot of these things are scripted in advance. So like you said, if this, if it is, if this is scripted and I think we believe that it is, that these things are planned, then what's the plan? The plan could be that this is a gigantic distraction from something else, but the plan could also be that this is a component of what they're trying to roll in. And you mentioned this during, during the intro, um, that I think personally that the plan for this, the virus is the cover story and it is the distraction, but the technology is the purpose of this. I think that the contact tracing nonsense, I mean, it didn't take them more than two weeks to go from, well, we have to have the contact tracing app so we could follow the virus to, we're using the contract tracing apps to, to follow the protesters. And you're like, okay, that's what it's all about. It's not about the virus. It's not about tracking viruses. It's about tracking people hmm. and whether they enter. Oh, we want to make sure you don't interact with someone with the virus. Well, which virus are we talking about? Are we talking about the coronavirus or are we talking about the free thinking virus? The virus where, you know, people, you know, take the remove coronavirus from the situation. They don't want you talking to me. They don't want they don't want you and me talking to David Icke. They don't want they don't want you listening to this person. They don't want you have interacting with this other person. So it's not about you know, protecting you from some da dangerous virus. It's protecting people against dangerous thoughts and dangerous people that they don't want them associating with. So um, my fear about this whole thing is that it's been a gigantic ploy or, you know, a, a gigantic uh, reason to force in this technology that you and I have been complaining about for the last several months now, the, the 5G, uh, this g Internet of Things, the, the ability to, uh, you know, the removal of cash uh, and, and move towards a digital payment uh, process, the implementation of what will be the, the foundation for a social credits uh, system. You know, all these things are terrifying. These things are way more dangerous than a virus, than this virus, especially with a 99.74% recovery rate and a median average death age of 80. You know, you know, I'll take my chances.
with this. I understand if you're, you know, immunocompromised or you're in that age range, maybe you want to, you know, protect yourself or, you know, think about that. Well, you're going to do that anyway. You're going to think about those things anyway. But the, the math doesn't add up for the reasons why they've closed everything down. If, you know, there, there weren't enough deaths to justify it. It's not deadly enough to justify it. The recovery rate is too high for, you know, for any sort of justification for this. Uh, the average age, I mean, and even, and then they even juice those numbers by, um, you know, messing with what the, what the, the payout is for, for hospitals that, that, you know, tag patients as being coronavirus patients, they get more money, you know, so, there's a lot of fuckery going on with the numbers in general, but even the numbers that they give us don't even support this uh, massive lockdown. So if it's not about a virus, what's it about? And I think that what it is, is it's about the technology behind the virus. And that, that of course, is going to be alarming and that will never go away. You know, there's a, there may be flu season and non-flu season, but once this technology is implemented, it'll always be technology time. There's never going to be any season, you know, off season for that. So they'll always have us wrapped in. And then it'll be like the Patriot Act where we're just, you know, we're 17 years down the road and we're like, Oh yeah, the Patriot Act's totally normal. Taking off my shoes to get on an airplane is totally normal. Getting my balls cupped by some guy at the airport is totally normal. Well, those things weren't normal for a long, long, long time, and now they are. So, um, unfortunately, I feel like this virus situation is, has been a way to normalize, not introduce this new technology and then at the same time uh, work to norm, not only normalize it but make people feel like they have to have it. Like if it's not for this technology, we're all going to die. So it's very nefarious. So, it's, it's yeah, keep an eye on the technology, and I think that's a, that's a very good – that's the only thing that pops up time and time again, technology – and that's a means to another end, which I'll come to later. Um, some of the technology that you've spoke about there, ID2020, obviously, dot chips, um, dot tattoos, sorry, um, contact tracing, all of this stuff takes away your choices, takes away your freedoms. Obviously, the Bill Gates cryptocurrency body activity data, which he's got a patent on. Bill Gates, oh, not only is obviously Bill Gates a eugenics freak, he's also um, funded, his initial Microsoft was funded, if people don't know, initially were funded into existence by IBM. IBM created the technology for the concentration camps, so that can give you an insight into how these people think. You're talking about the, what what um, Jim Mars called the Fourth Reich, and I believe that's what we're seeing here. There's the Fourth Reich. They never went away. They went into the yep. suits. They went into science. They went into technology, and they went into Silicon Valley, and it's the same Nazi mindset that you're seeing coming out of the shadows here. And I believe a lot of this that we've just ticked off is, as you say, to bring out technology and keep us distracted long enough for the technology to roll out. And one of the biggest reasons I agree with you there is when David Icke spoke on London Real about, he mentioned, briefly mentioned 5G was connected to the coronavirus. He didn't say it caused it. He said there may be a connection there. They shit a brick and sent and yeah. deleted him off of everything. And that was the one connection. He, he just mentioned there may be a connection there. Because 5G at 60 gigahertz millimeter wave does, does affect the way blood is carrying oxygen around the body, thus making you absolutely knackered all the time. That's probably why a lot of people, you feel tired all the time. You're swimming in a Wi-Fi soup. That's probably why you're yep. knackered all the time and all the foods that you're putting in yourself as well, not to mention the fluoride in the water. So the point is that I agree with with, with Charlie there is, is that the technology is the thing that's going coming out and that's transhumanism. And it's a technocracy, and we see that in 1984, mixed with Brave New World. There is a complete com combination of those two things coming here. Um, the other technology, Elon Musk, although Musk's just a front man, he wants to get mm -hmm. the mesh inside your head. 5G is the thing they need to be placed out, and without that, none of this is going to work. Now, I mentioned earlier on that Imperial College are important here. And the reason why I say that is because they were part of the NASA exploration called the Cassini exploration of Saturn. Saturn's known as a transmitter, and it transmits mm -hmm. out a frequency. Our DNA is a receiver. Um, they were collecting the magnetic data coming from the Cassini modules um, from Saturn. It's my understanding that the, <laughs> the Imperial College are funded by the guys that were given the contract that Azika, Azika, I can't remember what their name is, Azika, um, I wrote it down yesterday, but they've been given the contract for the vaccine um, in the UK. Yeah. So they're sponsors of Imperial College. They're also, 
that Azika, I can't remember the top of my, the name, I'll find it later. The ones that are given the contract, six $750 million contract in the UK. AstraZeneca? That's the one. AstraZeneca yeah. are sponsors of Imperial College. Um, mm. AstraZeneca are also working with the Bill Gates Foundation charities to distribute the vaccine. Imperial College are working with NASA to grab a data from Saturn, the Saturn rings. To me, Ooh. there's something connection there, and I've been trying to point this out to people. It's not just the technology. It's something to do with our DNA and something to do mm. with a frequency. And that's why we see all this Saturn worship, this Saturn God yeah. worship. It's not sun God worship, it's Saturn God worship. The, and um, the black cube and all this stuff. What's your take the on hexagon that? At the, the at hexagon at the pole of... Yeah, that's, that's a it. weird thing. Yeah, Saturn's a fascinating planet. And, and, and this, this is one of those topics that I came to relatively late in the game, but it is... it's it, you know, it's easy. I think it's easy for people on the surface to be dismissive of something like that and say, well, you know, you guys are maybe making connections that aren't really there. And that might be the case. But mm. there 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 seems to be it. One of the things that I've had to kind of learn over over the last 10 years or so is that it doesn't matter what I think about a particular thing like let's just say something like um you know luciferianism You're like okay well I'll, I'll say something like eh, i don't really even i don't really think that exists or i don't even think that's a big deal it doesn't matter what i if i think it's a big deal they think it's a big deal yeah. so therefore it is a big deal to them and so it becomes a bit you know it becomes something that you have to to examine if you're going to watch what these maniacs are doing um you have to take an interest in the things that they're interested in and they have a deep interest in this sort of 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 thing that the, you know the interaction with planets and the the you know and luciferianism and all the dark stuff that goes along, along with that and this is important to them it's part of their secret religion and so it, it you know dismiss it at, at your own peril really because in some cases like a lot of things that they do you know they'll tell you what they're going to do there is this this karmic component to their way of life, which is that they have feel they must tell you what they're going to do before they do it. And then they, then once they've done that, then they set about to do it. And if you don't stop them, then it's theoretically the co cosmic karma is on you for not stopping it. So when they talk about these things and when you, you make these connections between Saturn and, and you go, Oh God, you know, is that, is that real? Well, Look, look at what was what happened with NASA and the Nazis. I mean, was it a big deal for the the Nazis were going all over the world looking for ancient artifacts and trying to communicate with extraterrestrial beings and trying to get spaceships to work and stuff like that. I mean, people have been dismissive and say, oh, well, then, like you said, the, oh, the Nazis are gone. The Third Reich ended. Well, did it? Did it really? Because we certainly did import um from Germany into the United States, a whole lot of Nazis to work on our space program. And then what? We're going to act surprised when there's questions surrounding NASA and our rocket in, you know, our rocket program. And then who gets involved in the rocket world? Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk. I mean, that's kind of convenient. It looks like you've you've now privatized the, the space industry to billionaire oligarchs. Uh, what could possibly go wrong there? Right. Um, you know, so so we're we're in this in this weird, you know, this weird world of trying to analyze and process the things that we recognize as important here. But then we also can't be so dismissive that we don't also uh, examine the things that are important to them, which is, you know, Saturns and black cubes and, um, you know, ancient religions and important days of the of the year that these events tend to happen on and summer solstices and all these things that we just go, eh, get the fuck out of here with that. That doesn't matter. Well, it matters to them. It matters a whole lot to them. They've built their whole culture around specific dates and, and, and uh, astrological time stamps and things like that. So it matters to them. So we, we would do, we're at a disservice if we don't if we don't examine these these sorts of things and you know we may we may determine that there is no actual link right now between what we're seeing and the things happening with with saturn but look it's it's we've got to put it on the list we've got to take a look at it and see because um these things have a, a, they're they're relevant to them they're important to them and they might be part of some bigger connection now when i when i talk about the the technology being the you know 
the magician showing you one hand and then the technology might be the other hand. I want to also include in that technology component the vaccines because I think that's a a very important part. And I think it's it's kind of a hybrid. It is – it's not just medicine – but it is now blended over into the technology world as well. It's technological medicine. And, uh, and so I have fears about this. We, you talked about the, what Bill Gates wants to do with, you know, with I, you know, the ID cards and the, and, and the, the, the skin stamps that show that you've been vaccinated and all these things. Well, Bill, let's go a little deeper than that. Then the vaccine itself you know, all of us tinfoil hat wearing lunatics have been talking about how in the future they're going to load these vaccines up with all sorts of nanoparticulates, you know, because, you know, they've already loaded it up with a bunch of existing poisons. It's it's reasonable to think through their writings and works and patents and things like that, that they are going that that direction. Hell, they'll tell you they're going that direction. So is it unreasonable now for us to think that that Bill Gates tech guy known as a tech guy whether he's an authentic tech guy or not is is debatable but but you know comes out of that industry of technology gets really involved in vaccines look you look back at the the concept of microsoft windows you've got windows you've got viruses and antiviruses i mean he probably i mean it wasn't too hard to make the leap uh, if he didn't you know, early on, it's certainly at some point he would have realized, you know, this tech, the same way we do va- antivirus programs for our computer software could really work wonders for the, for the vaccines, you know, the, the, or, you know, how we treat medicines, we could just sell vaccines all day long. So this concept is there. Then you, you take his, his background in technology, merge those two things together, uh, add in a eugenics philosophy and depopulation agenda that he's openly spoke about. And, you know, it is, it is, not only is it not unreasonable to think that there's something up with, it's obvious that there is going to be something uh, happening with these vaccines. Now, are is it is it you know the RNA vaccines? Are they going to you know change your DNA, which, like you said, is a is like a cosmic receptor? I mean, I'm sure it will. I don't. I don't I'm, I'm. That's my. Uh, that's an assumption on my part. I assume that it will. I assume that it will have negative effects for you. It will. It very. At the very minimum, allow them to track you. I mean, you know, they'll they'll have nanoparticulates inside your body that they can switch on or switch off, or they can track where you go. They can. Mm-hmm. They can know what what's in your body. Who knows? Who knows what they've got planned? On, on um, that, Charlie, just before I forget, yeah. I just want to jump in there because there's something I was I was um, researching yesterday, and what you just said about changing the DNA is to do with CERN. Um, if people don't know, that's with a large. They have a large hadron collider there, which collides particles and and investigates what's in there. Basically, messing around with the building blocks of our reality. Um, mm. It says the collider at Berkeley in California was used to help sequence the human DNA for Obama's Human Genome Project. It is therefore feasible that the Large Hadron Collider at CERN could also be used to synthesize human hybrid genomes at collider facilities, including CERN. So what you've just said there is about hybrid DNA and human hybrid, so human to technology, DNA is exactly what they could do with a um, large hadron collider not only that in china in 2012 they tried, started to build one that's four times as strong as the one they have in geneva now Ooh. cern um if you look into it if anyone's looked into cern um they have a uh some esoteric goings on there as well so guys i won't oh, yeah. want to go too long because i'm interviewing charlie but i just wanted to jump in and say that that's already being talked about what you've just mentioned there the Large Hadron yep. Collider can be used for what you've just said, messing around with the human human genome. So don't think, guys, that this isn't happening because these people, and I'm not saying the scientists there, all of them, <laughs> they might be doing the technology, but again, the technology is is neutral. It's what it can be used for. Um, but they did do a, um, there's a film that they put on there um, called Synchronicity, I think it was. They filmed at, um, at CERN, actually at CERN, and within the collider itself, and it's quite clearly a um, some sort of uh, what do you call it? Uh, conjuring of something in the guise yeah. of a film, um, and that's out there to see. It's it's, it's quite clearly a, 
uh, some sort of satanic ritual as a film. Yeah. Um, so and guys, the logo. they're doing these things. The logo out in front of CERN is Shiva the Destroyer. <laughs> yeah, 666 I mean, you, as well. You, you, you can't, you know, once again, we can dismiss this and go, they put that stupid statue there, you know, who cares, you know, who cares or whatever. It matters to them. It's symbology as well to them. They're trying, you know, if they build this gigantic hydro- hadron collider and then you, and people say, oh, geez, what are you guys doing trying to open up parallel dimensions? And then the logo for it is Shiva the Destroyer. And then they start to talk about, uh, you know, hybrid DNA and everything. It is reasonable for us to raise our hand and say, what the fuck are you guys doing there? Mm. What, is, what is going on? What are you trying to do? Are you trying to do something really dangerous? Like, you know, I'm not a I'm not a, you know, heaven and hell type of guy. But like, are you trying to open up different dimensions? You've got guys talking about this. You've got Jordy Rose, the, the former CEO of, of D-Wave, talking about how they were open using uh, quantum computers to open up uh, parallel dimensions to gather information to drag back into this dimension. And you're like, wait, what? What What are you doing? So I understand that, you know, these guys, these tech scientists are, are, are you know, they're, they're working on things that most of us wouldn't understand. But who's funding them? Why are they doing this? What is the purpose? What's going on at CERN? And 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 all of these things, independent of one another, you might just you know just say, eh, not a big deal. But when you take it all together and you start to put this these pieces to, and you want to see how they fit together, and they might not all fit together. They might not have, you know, they might not directly impact one another. But you know. They could, <laughs> they they really could. They spent a, they they spent a lot of money on CERN to make that thing work. Uh, they've been very evasive about what what it's actually used for. You've got uh, the military in the United States has technology like the X thirty seven B little mini space shuttle that went up the CIA launched and it circled the planet for two and a half years and everyone said what do, what's it doing up there and they said never mind don't worry about it we're not telling you okay so what's going on are you guys creating some sort of space fence what's going on with Elon Musk's uh, you know satellite system that's going to blanket the world in, in in 5g coverage okay we need do we need that is that what we need is this a, is this a money-making venture for Elon is this part of the agenda like what what's going on so you know, we we have to kind of look at this a little bit like detectives, just pieces of evidence and put them on our board behind us and, and, and see how they connect to one another. I'll tell you one thing that we know for for certain. If we are looking at this like we're detectives trying to put together, you know, solve this homicide case, the suspects that might be involved in this Bill Gates and, and, and these or, you know, Fauci and these guys, these organizations um these really are some of the most dangerous people on the planet. So it is reasonable. Uh, it's not like you and I are getting dragged down to the police station. They're asking, what are you guys doing on CER- with CERN here? We're like, we're not doing it. We're not involved in this. Well, who is involved in it? Oh, only the most despicable, dangerous, uh, psychopathic people on the planet. They're the ones in charge of it. They're the ones that have financed this and, and launched this. And they're the ones behind all the, you know, the vaccine programs. I, I will re- like to remind people that are maybe new to the vaccine debate and discussion that every single major pharmaceutical company in the United States, frankly, internationally as well, the major ones, the top 25, are all convicted felons. Every one of those companies is convicted felon. They have all pled guilty in courts, both in the United States and sometimes internationally, to felonies for what they've done with their medicine. They've paid out billions and billions and billions of dollars to settle claims. They have been killing people for half a century with their medicines. So it's important for people to realize that that uh, the vaccine agenda is not, is yeah, it comes out of the medical industry, but it is not necessarily uh, there for your good health. They have a lot of problems to answer to. And the CEOs of all of those major uh, pharmaceutical companies, there is only one of them that is a doctor. And he's a doctor of English. 
So they're all uh, MBA students, you know, they're all guys with MBAs and, 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 and lawyers and things like that, hardcore business people. So it's not run by a bunch of uh, altruistic doctors that are out there looking for your best interest and want to make the right product to help keep you safe. They're run by business people. And they're all business people that have been convicted of, of crimes. So um, it's important to realize that this this component, this vaccine, big pharma component here, uh, they are not what they appear to be. So they're they're part of the problem. Of course, like anything, they're going to be sold to us as the savior and the solution. And we're already hearing this in the United States after a couple months of coronavirus. It's um, once the vaccine, once we have the vaccine, then everything will open up. Oh, really? It's going to fix everything? What, like the flu shot fixes everything with a 7% effective effective rate? Like, it, if you're a company and you made brake pads for a living for cars and they were 7% effective, you'd be sued out of business. But you can't do that in the United States because in 86, they passed a law making it illegal for people to sue the pharmaceutical industries for damages caused by their by vaccines. So, um, you know, we're in we're in this really weird spot where, uh, you know, everything seems to be kind of inverted. But the savior, the thing that everyone is just going to sit around and wait for is a vaccine. But it's going to come from an industry that has a history of hurting people with their vaccines. It's going to be for a, a flu virus that you can't seem to find a vaccine that will work for because if you did, we wouldn't have the the seasonal flu and the flu shot changes every year because there's trying to figure out where, what, how it's going to mutate. So even that is a totally inexact science. But you're telling me that once the vaccine's fixed, then everything is fixed? Get the fuck out of here. That is the craziest, most illogical sorts of, of ways of thinking. But yet everyone in America is just waiting on the sidelines for this magical vaccine. You know, and, and so I, I am afraid that, that we are going to be sorely disappointed. I'm afraid that we're going to continue to be locked down. And by the way, if you get this this flu vaccine for the coronavirus, then I, 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 all I have to say is, you know, oh, well, you know, you get what you get after that. If you're dumb enough to walk right into that trap and it is a trap, it is an obvious blinking trap. If you're, if you, if you're that comfortable and that trusting in your television and your, uh, and, and Bill Gates and Dr. Fauci and you go and get that vaccine. Well then whatever happens to you at that point, that's, that's on you because, uh, you know, the warning signs are frankly are everywhere. So, so we've got some, uh, maybe, and maybe that's the second half. Maybe that's the second half of 2020. Maybe that's the maybe that's what we deal with all of 2021. It's the it's the year of the of the coronavirus vaccine. And what did they say? What did they say here in the United States about who, who did what did Melinda Gates of all people say she wanted to get the vaccine first? The black community. <gasps> black community. You need to be aware of this. Terrified of this. Look what the the disgusting things that. The Planned Parenthood said said about black people for years. Yes. Now, guys, remember, Bill Gates' dad was head of Planned Parenthood. So that's her <laughs> saying that. It basically said she wants to damage a lot of the black community. With it. I mean, it's, it's utter madness, as you say. Do you see um, a point where there'll be a split, a non-vaccined population, a vaccine population, almost like a brave new world, a yeah. you live in the fucking woods and you get to live in the technology world? Is there a split? Do you see that being a possibility? I, I unfortunately do see that as being a possibility. I, we're already being conditioned for it. I mean, we've been conditioned for it for a while. Um, it, it, we're, we're seeing that in a practical sense since uh, 2015 in California, in the United States, when they made a um, the SB 277 law made it mandatory for kids to have all their vaccines before they were allowed to start school in California. And, uh, right around that time we moved out, we said, mm. okay, we're out of here. And it, it wasn't just because of that, but that was certainly a contri contributing factor. So we're already starting to see the pressure being put on kids, uh, that if they don't have the vaccines, they can't start school. And you're seeing that spread uh, from state to state. I, no doubt at, at some point that will become mandatory in all 50 states here. And then that'll uh, probably be translated out in, into the, the, you know, to the rest of the world. But we're, we're going to see that we're, we're going to see um, if you have the vaccine, you know, it'll the the debate has been, you can't make that the 
coronavirus vaccine when it comes out. You can't make it mandatory because that's a violation of our laws and everything. And and so I, I don't envision them making it mandatory. But what they'll do is they'll make it so that it's impossible to live without it. You know, they'll tie they'll say, well, you know, in order to get on an airplane, mm-hmm. you have to have your ID 2020 card. And that card has to show that you've been vaccinated because we're not going to let your dirty, unvaccinated ass on this airplane and get everybody sick. So you got to have the card to get on the airplane. You're like, well, I'm not getting vaccinated for this. Well, then you're not getting on the airplane. And 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 this sounds, you know, Orwellian, of course, but but who cares if that's what, what it sounds like? That's where it's going. We've talked about China's social credit system. Your social credit score gets too low, can't get on an airplane there or a train. That's not in the future. That's now. That's happening in some parts of, of China right this minute. So and they brag about the hundreds of millions of people that are hundreds of millions of trips that have been prevented because people's uh, social credit score was too low. You think we're not going to get some version of that here? We absolutely are. So that 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 right there will create a, 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 a splitting of society into the the haves and haves not. And then, and then you've got this whole Karen uh, mentality that we're seeing, you know, ramp ramped up, not just in the United States, but everywhere, but especially in the United States where, where one woman is going to tell, try and tell you how to live your life. And you just look at her like, get the fuck out of here. Don't you tell me what to do. Imagine that on like, like times a million where, where everybody is doing that because they're, they're now convinced that I got the vaccine. So I'm safe. You didn't get the vaccine, so you're dirty. I don't want you anywhere near me. I don't want you on the airplane with me. I don't want you on a bus next to me. I don't want your kids at school with my kids. I don't want you at work with me because mm. we're gonna put the we'll put you okay, fine. You don't want to get your vaccine, then you're you're gonna be in the non-vaccinated office down on the third floor, which is wrapped in plastic and plexiglass and all this stuff, and you have to wear a hazmat suit to work and you have to have your temperature checked 17 times a day, you know, and all these things. And eventually you'll just say, fuck it, just give me the vaccine so I can live my life. And then you're in the system. So it won't be mandatory in that sense, but it'll just be made to to so that it's impossible for you to live without it. And that's very easy to do. Uh, and, and there, and I would say that they are testing that, 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 you know, that is a incremental process, but, uh, but we're well on our way for, to, to having that happen. And, and, you know, it's, and it's very easy to do. You control government paperwork, passports, driver's licenses, and things like that, that right there alone. If you did that, I mean, 96.7% of the United States public never leaves the United States during the course of a given year. And only 30% of Americans even have a passport, but almost everybody has a driver's license. And so they will tie that to, to renewing your driver's license. Don't have the vaccine. Don't have the, you know, the ID 2020 card. Well, that will maybe become your driver's license. And so if you don't have that, can't drive a car, get pulled over, time after time again, because you don't have it because you refuse to take the vaccine, you just start racking up. Eventually they'll take you to jail for it, where they will probably forcibly vaccinate you because they don't want to put you in the, in a holding cell with a bunch of other people. You can see where this is going. It doesn't take, it doesn't take much to, uh, um, to figure this out. I'll tell you before 2020, I thought that their goal of the year 2030, the agenda 2030 I thought that date was probably a little too early, you know, for them to have their whole little plan wrapped up. But now that the coronavirus situation has been introduced into the uh, society, I think that the year 2030 might be a little too far away. I think they might have Mm -hmm. everything wrapped up by 2025 at the rate they're going. So it's 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 alarming to me. But I will say this. There is some good news. And that is that People are waking up to this. So if we don't, if we want to have a say in our world, how it turns out and the, the, the way things are, we've we've got to stand up now. Uh, it's tempting to sort of push this down the road and say, well, the next generation will figure it out or maybe I'll get involved. No, no. This you, you want to fight. You want to fight the tyranny. You want to fight the new world order. You want to fight all this stuff. You want to fight unfairness in your society. This is the fight to have. This is the fight to have the mandatory vaccinations that ID 2020 cards these because once this is introduced, it's going to be a lot like the Patriot Act. It's just going to it's just going to become normalized. It's going to be part of our society where we 
we accept it as, you know, 10 years later, you just accept it as normal. And like the kids today, they don't know any different than taking your shoes off before you get on an airplane or Department of Homeland Security or Patriot, you know, Patriot Act things that, that were that were part of that. That's normalized to them. And unfortunately, this ID 2020 card, um, you know, at some point will be normalized as well. And that's that's dangerous because then you'll have a whole generation of kids that can't even imagine freedoms that we grew up with as kids. They won't even they won't even be looking for it because they've never had it. And so it's a it's a devious uh, it's a devious plan. But it's by no means is this game over. You know, we still have the numbers. We have the massive amounts of numbers. If we decide collectively as a group, as humanity, that this ends, it ends. We just have to decide that it ends. We have to stop. We have to we have to be responsible for our own actions and our own education on these things. And, you know, we got we got to turn off the TV and stop listening to your politicians. They're all lying to you. They're all lying to you on some level. They're lying to you. They have to. Um, they're told to lie to you, <laughs> even if they were good people, even if oh, I knew that guy before he got into politics, doesn't matter. He's lying to you now because he's told to, because he has to keep his job. So don't trust them. Don't trust the media. Be very distrustful of big pharma. They are in the business of making money. They want you to be sick and unhealthy your entire life because then you are the best customer they could ever dreamed of. They're not inventing cures to make you feel better. They're inventing cures to make you seem better but have the wheels fall off, you know, at a, at a, at a time down there. Just think of a mechanic. Think of an, think of a criminal mechanic working on your car. He has no incentive to tighten every bolt and make sure everything is working fine. Because if he gets your car running just perfectly where there's nothing, he'll never see you again. He keeps a couple screws unloose, you know, uh, you know, untightened. And, you know, he, he puts a little thing, a little pokes, a little teeny tiny hole there he knows he'll see you in a, in, in a month or two, you know? So this is the mentality of that, uh, that people have to remember that the big pharma industry, uh, is about money. They're about money and having repeat businesses and, and, and you being a healthy person is not on their, is not, a, is not a goal of theirs. They're not, do, if, if, if a, the CEO of, of AstraZeneca said, you know, talked to his board of directors and said, you know, our products are so good that we saw a 40% decline in returning uh, users because our products cured them. So there would be a bomb in that CEO's car by the end of the week, man. They would blow that guy to smithereens. They don't want that. They want people to be constantly coming back to them for, for, for more medicines and more things like that. So when you, when you wake somebody up to that reality, then they start to see the world differently and they start to be you know suspicious of these people which they should be so i think that that's that's one thing that that in 2020 of all the bad things that have happened and there's been a lot what if the one good thing that came out of this is that a large percentage of the population discovered for sure that they can no longer trust the media and the government. That would be a great start because that that is something that we need. We need more and more people understanding that 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 they're being lied to, that the people telling them what to do do not are not on their side. They don't have their best interest. They're making money off of their suffering and misery. They have vested interests like Bill Gates has in contact tracing and all this stuff. It pays to be skeptical. It pays to be distrustful in this world right now. Uh, so hopefully, you know, hopefully we'll see some good things come out of it. But I, I, I am, I am, I'm terrified for the second half of this year. Yeah. It just seems like it can't get any crazier. So it, it, it kind of um, just to wrap things up there. So what you were talking about there is something that I've coined um, biocompliance. Your biocompliance will be your currency going forward, yeah. and this is where they're heading. However you sell up your body, your biology, you give up your right to your own human biology and comply will be how much freedoms you will be allowed. So you will be biocompliant. And I think that's where these scientists, which really science now is just another, really is just another term, a badge on top of, um, I, I think it's occult psychology, really. Science now isn't science. It's it's a lot of it is occult psychology. It's about making you do as you're told, um, yeah. and putting it the guys. Oh, well, he's a scientist. He's a doctor. Well, quite frankly, we can see that these scientists and doctors, if you look where they've actually been medically trained, it means they've been medically indoctrinated. It's not the same yeah. thing. So, 
um, biocompliance is something I think we're heading into if we're not careful. Um, but we see these things happening. The main point I wanted to talk to you about here was that, that I think there's a lot of things that are distracting us from, and I, I, the great thing that you point out is the technology. The technology is what's taking us and what's going to take us into this technocratic transhumanist society which we see and i agree with you we don't have 10 years anymore we maybe have five at a push but that does say one thing we'll end it on a good note they're obviously terrified of something because they're speeding up and the quicker they get the more mistakes they're making and the more people they're waking up and again as the longer this goes on the more people are wake up the num and we have the numbers so they need to get this done as quick and precise as possible and in doing so they're going to make a lot more mistakes and if you if you look at something like um, if you're just just a casual observer of these technologies, AI, as an example, and you say, well, it sounds good. It sounds interesting. It sounds like it could help humanity and save lives and, you know, improve all these. And, may, and maybe it can. It, but I ask you this. Why is Jeffrey Epstein financing it? If it's so if it's so wonderful you talk about the scientists and, and, and you have to worry about where they come through, that where they get their education and their indoctrination. That's that is that's part of it. Yeah. Where did they come up from? They get you know, they, they get this mentality of, of how they see science and what it's good for. And then you go out into the world and what do scientists have to do? You know, research guys like they, they spend half their time looking for money to do their projects. And so when you take money from a guy like Jeffrey Epstein, who financed Marvin Minsky and, and, and several Ben Gertzel and, and lots of these AI guys. So you, then you have to say, okay, well this guy, okay. Jeffrey Epstein was a human trafficker, spy, pedophile, um, you know, scammer, manipulator, extorter, all these things. And he's taking a lot of his money and using it to finance these guys for artificial intelligence that are working on population studies and things like that. Can you not connect the dots there and see that this is part of a much bigger agenda that this, these guys that are talking about, you know, thinning the herd and, and culling humanity and everything are, are giving money to these scientists to make that happen. So keep your eyes on on those people as well. I mean, artificial intelligence, like anything, will be sold to us as a benefit for humanity. It'll help you do things. It'll, hey, it'll help. You know, these supercomputers will help know you know know how much rain these crops get and how much they need, so we can give them the right amount of water to help them grow. Okay, great. All sounds good. I like that. You're gonna help. We're talking about you know growing food more efficiently. That's great. Why is Jeffrey Epstein financing it, though? This is what I really want to know. What's going on behind that? This is the, you know, the public facing side is AI is going to help humanity. What's the what's the private side all about? Hmm. Why are the, the most devious people in the world involved in this? Why are the globalists doing this? Why is the United Nations pushing this? If they're involved in anything or pushing towards something, I want nothing to do with it. But I'm going to be I'm going to watch it to see how they they sell this. So, uh, you know. It it's it, it pays for us to take a big picture approach. Look look at this. Whether um, you know, so this virus might not be just a one off situation. It's tied to other things, or it's the excuse to uh, usher in this sort of devious technology technology that we're talking about. Um, Books will be written about this year. <laughs> Many <laughs> books will be written. Documentaries like yours will come out that have already touched on this, uh, trying to to get to the bottom of the insanity. Uh, you know, it it's tempting to feel like we're helpless or that we're we're up against insurmountable odds. So these people have got the game rigged in a way that we can't ever possibly win. But I don't think that that's true. I, I still think that humanity can win out in this situation. But damn, we we're waiting till the last couple minutes in the game, and uh, and and we're putting ourselves in a bad situation where it's do or die uh, to to make these changes and to 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 become aware of 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 where humanity is going. But but it's it's about education. It's about getting people involved and talking about these things. And don't worry if somebody is going to think that you're a conspiracy theorist or whatever. I've told people, you know, I've been telling them for years, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm a conspiracy analyst. 
you know, the theory part is gone. That you don't have to theorize about a lot of this stuff. It's out in the open. It's not. It's not subject to to uh, to theoretical interpretation. It's it's right in front of you. So you can analyze these things, and you don't have to. You shouldn't have to worry about the repercussions from your friends and family. You know, telling you that you're, you know, you're you're off the reservation. That's a good place to be. You don't want to be parroting the same thing that the mainstream media tells you because you know it's dog shit. That all they do is lie to us. So 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 step up and and have some. Uh, you know, if something in your world seems amiss and it seems like it's, you know, incongruent with with facts, stand up, dig into it, you know, try to get to the bottom of, of these of these situations, because it's look, if we cannot sit around waiting for Q to save us mm. or Donald Trump or or what? I mean, this is such a helpless mentality. We have to be proactive about this. We have to, you know, have these conversations and share these videos and get these documentaries out to people and 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 have people start to have these conversations now because we're going to get to a point where the conversations will be illegal to have. They will make it so that you are, um, you know, ostracized from society if you if you dare to have these thoughts. So so while we're allowed to talk, while we're allowed to communicate, while we're while the you know while the internet is still up. You know, while we, you know, before we get a massive uh, EMP right before the election here in the United States to throw everything into fucking chaos, which is definitely a possibility, we got to talk, we got to organize, we got to, we got to get, you know, get together and figure out what we're going to do to try and stop this because, um, you know, I, I don't think that we have the 10 years any longer. Uh, and, and, but much like you said, there's either two reasons for that. Either things have ramped up so fast, so much they're going so well for the globalists that they don't need those extra couple of years that they, that things have sort of moved. Or, like you said, and I hope this is the the uh, the reality, that they're panicking and they feel like they've got to push this plan in right now, even if it's not totally fully baked, they've got to get the cake out of the oven because it's time to serve it to the people because they're afraid they're going to lose, lose the, you know, lose the, lose the game for agenda 2030. But man, it, it seems to me like things have ramped up, uh, in a way that maybe they couldn't have possibly imagined. So it's up to us. It's up to us to talk about these things and, and, and work them out in public and not be afraid of the, the, you know, potential humiliation from people because, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Somebody calls you crazy. Well, they'll be apologizing to you a couple of years from now for that. So um, don't worry about that. This is important to us. It's important to you as a person, as a human being. It's important to your your kids. It's important to your family. Before, I mean, my mom will my mom is is almost 80. You know, she's this is an unrecognizable world for her mm -hmm. to grow up her entire life in this other world and then see what's happening now. And she's just disgusted with this. And, and so am I, frankly. But what about your kids? What about the kids that, are you know, that are that are going to be born into this world? They they will never know what it was like beforehand. So there's still time. And it's important for us to realize that, uh, hell, you know, we, we play a role in this and, and a really important one of getting the message out. And it's our duty to do that. Yeah, it is. And um, look what happens when they delete history. Um, when kids are born now and they don't know what it was like before this technology came in. We don't know what the world was like before Babylon, Samaria. We've got elements of an, um, the Anunnaki and um, um, Atlanta, Lumera, um, Lumeria, but we don't know for certain because it was deleted. And without having that yeah. reference point, that access, you don't know who you are. And these kids will not know what humanity actually is if they're born into a world of hybrids. Um, I would, so the point in this whole thing is to, whilst digging around in the details, don't forget to keep your eye on the bigger picture because there could be a thief in the, back, in the kitchen nicking the cutlery. And just keep yeah. an eye in the background because... We know, as me and you do this all the time, we can easily get caught in the, in the little pockets of information and the news coming out and reactive. And I don't like to... I've, I've making an effort now not to do, just go on what's coming out of the news. I'm, going to, I'm just going to ignore that because I'm going to go over there and look into Satanism. I'm going to go over there and to look into CERN and what they're dicking around mm -hmm. with the nature of reality because, to me, there's a much bigger picture going on here that has fuck all to do with just laying Maxwell getting out of prison or not. Only the element... <laughs> only the element would be is there's satanism there and child abuse and that's connected to this but that's all really i yep. need to know um although joe biden's brother's got a um got got an island that's 10 miles away from epstein island called water island and yep. i'm not surprised if there's actual tunnels underneath the sea there go and have a look into that one that's, that's a scary one um guys yeah. charlie 
it's been amazing it's always is i could talk to you for hours i know you're going on the richie allen show in a short while so i'll let you go please tell people about your new book coming out and where they can find your work yeah uh my new book is called the controlled demolition of the american empire it'll be out shortly we're just finishing up the last edits we were lucky we were able to get um catch it before it went to um the publisher for um we were able to add in the coronavirus uh, component of it i wrote it with jeff berwick who is the founder of the dollar vigilante and uh, anarchapulco so that'll be out shortly and um i've got uh, a show called macroaggressions which can be found on iconic and also the audio version can be found on apple Podcasts and spotify and if people want to reach out and contact me you can do so through my website the octopus of global control.com Cheers, Charlie. Thank you for your time, guys. Go over to Iconic and check out Macroaggressions and all the things over there. We've also got a film out there called Prime for Panic, which Charlie's in, and um, a new film coming out of the week um, on, on Friday, which is about the truth about millimetre waves and EMF technology and how it does affect your uh, your biochemistry. All sorts going on in Iconic. Go and check out um, Charlie's book as well, um, The Octopus of Control, of Global Control. And Charlie, thank you for your time, and I will speak to you soon. And good luck on Richie Allen's show. I love Richie's show. And um, thank and you. Good luck thank on you I'll be so listening much. in about half an hour, and um, we'll get this <laughs> up. So, guys, go check out Charlie's work. Thank you for your time, mate. You take care. 